Yo, 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 welcome back, welcome back. So, Aubrey, is this, um, is this your radio voice? People are gonna think my name is Shavar, not Shavard, with a D at the end. Can I change that? Well, no one's gonna see up. No one's gonna see our list. All right, we got everybody. Nice. Okay. No one's gonna see. Shavar, Toya, thank you so much for being available to be on Real Husbands of Riverview. Um, I greatly appreciate it. I think this is gonna be a hilarious, fun episode. Um, for those who are familiar with one another, we got Vince Riggs. In the building. Uh, we got Andre Campbell, another Bethune graduate, um, Dr. Latoya Branham, and the financial extraordinaire himself, Mr. Shavai Branham. <laughs> Husband and wife tandem, part two of our power couple series on the Real Husbands of Riverview. Let's get it in. So to catch Dre events up prior to y'all joining, Toya and Shavar was telling me about their wonderful hot lunch Ooh. date they had. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I said um, they tried or not. <laughs> it was, they tried it was a new restaurant. Hot. They tried a new restaurant, and I guess it was a little more spicy food-wise, as Shavar said, than they had anticipated. Okay. Where'd y'all go? We went to uh, Shaker and Peel in Oldsmar. Mm. Uh, it's like a taco and cocktail joint, but yeah, everything was hot. It was like hot on hot on hot. <laughs> everything was hot. Everything. Okay. And do you normally go for spicy food or was this a whole new experience for both of you? You know, I don't mind spicy food, but... You, you have to have it in proportions. You know, so yeah. I mean, you, you can't have the whole meal hot. Yeah, it's got to be bad. <laughs> I mean, like this, this part is hot and then you have like some rice to balance it out or yeah. potatoes or a piece of bread. But no, it was like hot meat with hot sauce, with hot <laughs> dressing, <laughs> with all the spices leaked onto the tortilla and it, everything was hot. And the, the corn was hot. Uh, the egg roll that wasn't too bad, but how yeah. many bites did you get in before you had to get something to drink? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, the one that was the hottest was it was a Korean barbecue taco. Sounds good, and it was really good. But like you know, the Korean barbecue usually it's like sweet, but mm-hmm. they had a lot, a lot of chili powder in it, and it had a spicy sriracha mayonnaise on it with kimchi. You know, on it as well, and so like the oh, first y'all fancy. Part, you know, it uh, it was it was exciting. And <laughs> at first, at first it was. Exciting. You know, you take your first bite, and you're like, oh, that's really good. And you're like, oh wait, this little kick to it. And then it got dangerous. You're like, oh okay, cool. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, taste that heat a little bit more. That's okay. It's still delicious. And then you get that third bite in, and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> the whole mouth fire, and then. You know, I only ordered a Coke to drink, so that didn't help a whole lot. And then you have to take a break and let your mouth just simmer down. And that took a good mm-hmm. five minutes. And then you stuck with the next taco that's just oh, as hot. Wow. Uh, it just took a lot. 
it was it was a long lunch. Were there any heat tears? Or you had to play it <laughs> cool? A little a little runny nose? Nah, you know, I I just feel like a you, you don't okay. That's that, that's that Virginia in you. Yeah, you know, you just you know take a big <laughs> take a big swallow, you know, put an ice cube in your mouth, and it's not going on. Okay. For anybody okay, that's the podcast, what's up. we are talking about lunch. We are talking. About lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about throwing a pause in there. <laughs> the the Branhams. How often do you have these hot and spicy lunch dates? Um, maybe. Once or twice a month. Oh my goodness. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's a really good segue because Dre, are you you in the building, Dre? Yeah. Dre, I think having some technical difficulties. Professor but, Kim. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys continue the romance in the relationship and you know you guys are parents of two. Uh, and how is that going for you guys? You got the new house. Um, you guys are <laughs> adjusting to your neighborhood and being parents of two, and you're going on lunch dates. So, how is that all working out? I don't know what you went to. Happily. <laughs> <laughs> it's going good for you, isn't it? It's going great. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there, there's a lot, a, a lot of, you know, scenarios phrased into that question how's it going parent <laughs> and as a couple and as you know working parents and there's a lot that so it, the to cover there isn't a real strong umbrella that that can be cast over all that stuff it's mm-hmm. it, it is it is a uh it is a beautiful disastrous uh, uh, painfully sweet experience okay that's a lot and, yeah because it'd be sucking sometimes it sucks um, okay and you know but not completely not through and through but like you know you have your moment every day where it's like man you know, this what <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> And some, so for some, you know, some days that moment is just a few seconds, and other days it is the day. Mm-hmm. But it's a it, it's a blessing, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you pointing putting it that way. And they're great. They're the best children ever. They're perfect. <laughs> they're wonderful. They couldn't get any better. They're just. The best. <laughs> And how how old are your little ones? Two and seven months. Okay, okay. So terrible twos and and a baby baby. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you have to measure parenting uh, with a lot of grace. Because otherwise you'd feel it. Indeed. (laughs) And as parents of two... Do you find yourselves trying to be like your parents and raise your kids the way y'all were raised? Or do you just take a brand new approach and just try to figure it out as you go? So, uh, you know, hope my mom never hears this, but I try to be the opposite <laughs> of my parents. <laughs> you know, I try a lot of things I do. I do because my parents 
didn't do it mm-hmm. or my parents did the opposite mm-hmm. and um, you know my dad is, was a single parent for a long time mm-hmm. uh, my biological mother left when I was three years old and so she really wasn't around and he was you know not the most loving person mm-hmm. uh, he was a very much a military man so he you know everything was very regimented and scheduled and uh not a whole lot of room for childlike behaviors <laughs> laughter so, <laughs> you know it wasn't a whole lot of that if, it, if there was laughter it was after you done scrubbed and cleaned and washed and uh, put away everything and at which point you're tired and then you don't want to do it anyway but um you know i try to give my kids uh, the opportunity to be children and to make mistakes and make messes and know that you may have really pissed mommy off but you know she's still going to give you a hug at the end of the day she's still going to love you and um, you know just try to give them a lot of a lot of care that we didn't know I didn't always get different than mine but and I think honestly, Toya, a lot of parents parent in that regard because obviously it was a different generation and a lot of situations are just different. A lot of parents did the best they could with what they had, but they may have not have had the best relationship with their parents mm-hmm. growing up. So a lot of us, I think, choose opposite because that's how I parent. Um, I'm a mm-hmm. father of one and a half and I It's two. It's pretty- a whole two in there. It's a whole two now. You're right. I can't say what half no more. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm going to be leaning on y'all for advice. And, you know, that's why I wanted to do the podcast with you two, because you're part of that community, the fabric of who I strive to be and who I choose to be. And, like, I learn from y'all. And I think that it's a, a mutual relationship. So I definitely love y'all dynamic. And, you know, I'm glad that you guys were living in pretty much Tampa and, you know, figuring this thing out just like us. And same thing for you, Shavar. Like, how do you base your parents' style and where do you get your dadisms and how does it come? Is it a natural thing? Do you, like, read up on it? Or how do you get your whole daddy thing going? Um, well, for one, regarding my parents, um, I don't think about them. Good <laughs> <laughs> day. <laughs> Let it be known. Perhaps that should come with some context. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. I, my decisions and my like, like how I fathered, I, I don't think about my parents in regards to like, oh, you know, what would my dad do or what would my mom do or or anybody else for that matter. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about anybody. <laughs> I am am just, you know, living life in in this household and doing the dad thing that, and because I think everything that I'm supposed to be doing in life, you just be a decent human being, Mm -hmm. including being a father. Okay. And there are some just fundamentals that come with that, like you know, uh, I greet my children with a smile because that's what you do with people because you never know what's going on before they've, before they've interacted with you. 
and um, it just it, it it that's that's just what I do. So um, when I see my kids, you know, they greet me with a smile or these big two goofy grins on their faces, and <laughs> it's great. And um, I think that that one fundamental alone has. Uh, I mean, we, we have small kids, you know, it's important to, to put it in, in that perspective. But I think we, I think we have a really great rapport, nonetheless, even though they're small. Yeah, I, I, you know, they're small, but like they, they like me. Like it's not like, uh, you know, when, when when I walk in the room or when they see me, it's like they're excited to see me now. You know, God knows how long that's going to last, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they, but, uh, you know, they listen and, uh, you know, I just try to, you know, try to just be a decent, a decent person. I'm, I'm not thinking much about being the best father or anything. That's not, I don't think about that stuff unless somebody puts that question or puts that paradigm in front of me like oh in the scope of fatherhood how would you blah blah <laughs> I, I'm not really thinking about that and that, that's just how I function yeah. I think when we before we had kids we both kind of agreed that we wanted to raise our kids from the perspective of <laughs> we're not really trying to make them anything that you know God made them people with a destiny and a path just like we did and we try to just navigate them along it and you know try to nurture whoever it is that they are you know whichever personality may come out just try to let them be them so that you know they're able to become whoever they're destined to be without us trying to make them somebody else you know I don't really care who they grow up to be or you know what their profession may be or whatever i just want them to be decent people yeah so what you're saying is at age 18 they're on the own and <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap that's it because we, we did all that we could do and they're free no i'm kidding that's what's um, up <clears throat> And, and, and the thing is, you know, I think it's important to, to, to mention that I think as adults, we all have trauma from upbringing, and that looks like different things with different people. Indeed. And the, the response that I gave, I'm not really thinking about anybody when I parent. I've gotten to a point where I, I know where some of that comes from. So it's not to say that I don't like. No, I'm I'm not proactively thinking about you know my parent, uh, my upbringing and stuff like that. But I know that um, you know the reason why I am the way that I am as far as just be a good person is because some things that you experience in your upbringing and what I've landed on in my upbringing is just be a good person. Don't be don't be a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. But don't be don't 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 create resistance and friction just because don't be that person mm-hmm. and I and I think that that has shaped my um, sh- shaped my operating as you know I, I've I found out that my default just needs to be and it just is just just be a decent person be honest you know be yep. you know you know that's the golden rule yeah, and like I try not to uh, 
talk too loosely on this here podcast for you know, trying to keep this <laughs> family friendly uh, for your distribution. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that's a great perspective because again, we've all been on this world for about thirty plus years apiece, and your experiences shaped you, whether good or bad, and you use that to impact your kid's life and that's what it's all about like i greet my daughter with a smile and there's songs that i never thought i would be singing but having a little girl it impacts my life differently than i guess i had anticipated and you never know until you're in these situations so there's always room for improvement and there's always opportunities to grow and i loved everything you just said and to transition a little bit you know I was just joking with Vince about this coronavirus, and there's a doctor in the house, Dr. Branham. <laughs> please tell us, how do you manage these cases, or have you heard anything, or can you even talk about this in your day-to-day at work? Like, how has this impacted your life so far? Because they are canceling everything <laughs> right now. Yeah, I so you know I work every other week, so I've been off during the explosion per mm-hmm. se of coronavirus in this area. So I haven't had a whole lot of people because uh, I just work on the inpatient side. So mm-hmm. you get admitted to the hospital. I'm the doctor that takes care of you, okay. manages everything when you come into the hospital. So I think the ER doctors probably got a lot more than what we see because mm-hmm. until they bring them into the hospital, I don't even know that they're there. Yeah. Um, but in a general sense, I think there's a lot of misinformation. I think there's a lot of, um, skewed numbers (laughs) as far as the impact of coronavirus and all of that. And I think it's probably going to be another couple of weeks before we can really see exactly what the extent of it is. Um, just judging by how it impacted like China and Italy, um, I think it's a little more serious than some people think and a a little less serious than some people are making it out to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's going to take a little while for us to kind of sort out everything. But, you know, just the general things. And the thing that gets me serious. So flu kills thousands of people every year. Every year. People don't like to get flu shots. I don't need no flu shot. It makes me <laughs> sick. You know, but the coronavirus comes out and you can't do nothing. You can't even go to the store and get your own groceries, mm-hmm. which is beyond me. But, um, you know, just general hygiene would be the best and really only thing you can do at this point. I mean, there's no vaccine. Um, if you get it, you kind of have to ride it out. You know, if you start having more severe symptoms, you know, of course, go to the hospital and, and be seen because... Even in, in younger patients, it's having a, a big impact. But, man, just try to limit exposure as much as possible. But I go back to work on Friday, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what kind of chaos has ensued since I've gone. Well, I'm not sure of how close you follow the local news here, but you know March Madness, the first and second round, were supposed mm-hmm. to be here in Tampa. They are not allowing fans to join that. The NBA just yep. announced that the season is suspended. There's been an NBA player that has been um, affected by coronavirus. <laughs> and I think it's going to get worse because Tampa hosts a lot of events. There's WrestleMania coming. Mm-hmm. There's a Grand Prix out in St. Pete. 
And this is not just a, a statewide thing. This is an international event. Like, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of wrestling. The Grand Prix mm-hmm. has international racers coming from different countries to attend. And you got people you got people booking hotels. Like, you made these arrangements, and they're canceling these events. And I think it's only going to get worse before it starts to get better. And it's it's almost spooky because... In today's day and age, no one does anything for themselves. There's ride sharing. There's people dropping off your food. So I'm sure industries are suffering um, with this panic right now. So um, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. It just needs to be fixed by June when Janet comes because I need not. <laughs> so you you seeing Janet here in Tampa? You're not going to to the um, Essence Fest? No, I'm going to see. I'm see, we're seeing her in Tampa okay. in uh, June. Nice, hopefully. Nice. If that's if that's going to still be a thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about surprising my significant other. She has a birthday in June, and well, I can say be that a surprise now. She don't listen to my show, bro. <laughs> she, she don't listen to my show. Listen, listen, she's she's growing a whole human. She's gonna listen to it later. She's saving it for when she can give it her whole attention. That's all. And um, you know, while I have you guys on the show, like, how did you guys meet? How long have you been dating? And you know. Yeah. How did this whole, you know, marriage, parenting, home ownership, move to Tampa? Because neither one of you are from Florida, right? Hello? Yeah. Sorry, you cut out. Oh, my bad. I was like, so how did this whole thing start? Like, how long have you guys known each other? And, you know, to go from starting to now, like, how did that whole process work out for you two? Well, I'll start it because Shavard always gets the dates wrong. <laughs> That's a man thing. So <laughs> we met at Walt Whitman Middle School. Wow. Uh, in the year 2001, I believe. Yeah, it must have been 2000, 2001, I believe. Yeah, we were in the eighth grade. Uh, we were in band class together. Uh, he played the, the trumpet. I played the saxophone. And... Uh, we really weren't that great of friends, I guess, back then at that time. But uh, we took a trip to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Why are you shaking your head? Just fast forward. Anyway, <laughs> he was dating my... Just fast forward. It's a beautiful love story, Sarah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we have limited time. Until okay. I'm trying to give the short version. So, yeah. We were just friends. He started dating my friend. And that's when I really got to know him because my friend wants to be around him. So I was around him. And then I moved 45 minutes away. And, you know, he wrote in my yearbook his AOL messenger name. It's like, oh, you know, let's chat over the summer. And so we chatted over the summer and we chatted in ninth grade. We became really good friends. And then... 10th grade, we started dating as much as a 10th grader who doesn't live in the same city as the other person can date. So did you portray your friends and over then, time? You're going to be online. Listen. Toya, did you, did right? you portray your friends, Toya? So, so listen. So listen. 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 Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, listen though. Me and her, we were cool. 
we weren't like we weren't that wasn't like my best friend okay. we weren't like homegirls we were cool and we were going on a trip together and I knew her the most and so we hung out okay. and she happened to be with him <laughs> who he didn't really want to be with her because he liked her friend if you want to tell the whole story <laughs> the whole story that's the point of this <laughs> so I'm she, he was talking to her because he wanted to get with her friend okay <laughs> is it not true it's very true <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short. <laughs> Could you edit that out? <laughs> no, it's the truth. That's what happened in real life. Well, instead of getting the friend, he got me, and it was better than anything he could have ever imagined. <laughs> and we dated long distance through college because he went to Norfolk State. I went to Bethune Cookman. Hail Wildcats. Hail Wildcats. And, uh, you know, we did the, the visiting thing for a while, and then when we graduated, so yeah, I always had this plan. I'd be married by the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal in life. So when we graduated from college, I was, we were what, 21, 22. And I was like, listen, you know, I uh, I have these plans for myself. <laughs> and these goals that I'm I going to be a married. I'm going to be a married woman. And so we should figure out what we're doing here. And so strange enough, I was applying to med school. And I didn't get into med school the first year. But I was anticipating I would go to Meharry in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I told him, look, if you want to be with me, you got to, you know, get on board. I'm going, I'm moving to Nashville. And if you want to be with me, you got to be there. You know, we can't do this long distance thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And so to his credit, he got a job in Nashville and moved to Nashville or was moving to Nashville. And the day that Shavarda left to go to Nashville, I got an email from Meharry saying I didn't get in. So (laughs) he up and moved to Nashville (laughs) and I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I applied to med school in Tennessee and I got in in, uh, in Knoxville, which is like an hour, just two hours away. And so uh, I came to visit him for Valentine's Day. And he took me to Hooters for this hot date. Ooh. We had some chicken wings. Yes, it was great. Chicken wings and fries. And, uh, chicken wings and fries. And we went to this comedy show. And then he proposed to me in his bedroom. Um, and he said my hair was nappy and my feet was ashy, but he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we got engaged. Uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why making that? <laughs> he did. That's it. Isn't that what you said, Shabar? That is. Does it sound like this story is missing a lot of content? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shabar. Does it, does it sound like it is? That is no. the most romantic if it, proposal. If it sounds like the story, if it sounds like the story is missing some details. That's because it is. <laughs> What's the missing? But we have a limited time on this podcast. <laughs> There's no details missing. That's exactly what happened. That is beautiful. So from middle school to high school, mm-hmm. college, adulthood, y'all just developed this connection. And y'all... Hey, wait, can, can we pause here? You notice how she really leaned in on some details at specific moments? <laughs> <laughs> 
but she glazed over details over other the moments. Survive. Those are the pillars. You can, can counter with the truth. Can, you can okay. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it for for listeners out there married <laughs> and, and married to be uh, or not married and, and interested, what just happened right there? That is me. <laughs> Whatever. That's what happened. Fellas, sit back. Let her let her say her piece. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of truth in there, but there's gonna be a lot of omission. Mm-hmm. And she's going to look better in that story than you would. How did you look bad? It was, like, it was, it was to be honest, story. from, from the outside, a, from the outside listening, it sounded like you had the juice. Oh yeah, Savar, you was the man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there was so much juice. <laughs> you might as well say, so I got this sucker to move down to Nashville, and girl, I even, I Tennessee looking crazy, girl. Okay, that's what that was. No, it was a grand romantic gesture. That but did you say that during the story? You did. I did. I said to his credit, you got a job, and he moved down there. You said what I did to my credit, but you didn't say how it was until just now, which was romantic. It was really sweet, and I felt I felt awful. It was like the worst thing yeah, ever. We don't need them details now. <laughs> we good. Whatever. We moved on. Whatever. So we got married, and it's been uh, almost eight years. Uh-huh. The end. Since we can't handle more details. <laughs> That's beautiful. I didn't say that we can't have any more details. Okay. I just wanted to help people uh, assess the story as it was. Uh, it was a great story. Yeah. And, you know, even if you're not familiar with you two or don't know you that well, you can hear the love and passion <laughs> coming out in the conversation. <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing because a lot of people are concerned with you lose that fire after a certain amount of years or it's not the same. Oh, that's real. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the same when you have kids and, you know, you both have demanding careers. Like, Shavar, we'll talk about your career in a second, but with parenting, like, I love that you opened the conversation with hot lunch dates. You both still from what I witnessed make each other laugh and you make time for one another so how do you prioritize all that is going on in life demanding schedules and you gotta monitor moods and kids and just life how do you still keep that going after all this time since middle school like you guys know each other better than anyone that you know because you've watched each other grow up Mm mm-hmm Go ahead, Shimon. This is a test. <laughs> oh, okay. Rep- represent, so, brother. Um... Represent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we know each other. So, I'll start with the last statement that you mentioned. You, you, with, with the story that's been laid out about us, um, it, and, and the the last thing that you had mentioned, we know each other better than anybody else. Yes, but what can happen in marriage, and we we have experienced 
blips in relate in our relationship where it sure enough didn't seem like we knew that person who was sleeping right next to us. Those moments happen, and uh, and it's normal. It's not good, but it's but those situations can happen, and it's not always laughs. It's not always uh, familiarity. It's not always. Um, it's it's, it's sometimes it's like being in the layup line. And, uh, you know, you've played this game all your life, but in the layup line when you're warming up, you missed every layup before the game. And how much of a loser you'd feel like being, you've played this game for a very long time, and for some weird reason, you just can't get a layup in in the warm-up line. That's a basketball analogy for anybody that doesn't follow basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh and I wanted to say that because I, it's an obscure moment like okay you know I, I can sure enough you know two hand one hand put it down slam dunk whatever 360 but like for some weird reason I can't even put up a layup and then I got this game in front of me I have anxiety now because I don't even know what this game is going to look like but I've been doing this game for a long mm-hmm. time this, this game is my my, my my love and my passion. I wake up, I uh, eat, breathe, sleep, drink it, whatever. And for some weird reason, my game is off mm-hmm. today. And the feeling that I have when I'm missing all my layup is it feels like a lot longer of a time span than it actually is because it's only the first 20 minutes before anybody's even in this gym anyway. But it still sucks. And then the game starts. And I'll just leave it there. Okay. And same question for you, Toya. Like, how do you prioritize all the things that you're juggling? Being a mother, being a doctor, being a wife, still trying to keep that fire, still trying to keep it going, like... How do you prioritize? Well, let me do this for Shavard, or let me do this for the kids, and even take time for yourself. Like, how does that go in your day to day life? Uh, it's a struggle with a lot of missing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of failure in there. But um, it, I, I think uh, the thing a lot of people expect when you've been together as long as we've been together it's just like oh well y'all just your best friend and y'all know everything and it's like yeah but people change and people grow and you know situations change you know it it used to be just us and that was a you know a whole different scenario than we have now but um you know you 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 have to make time for what you need to make time for and Um, and especially after after the kids, it, it's really easy to just focus on on them and making sure they have things, making sure you spend time with them, making sure, you know, did you do the baby's hair? Did you make the bottles? Did you make their food? Did you spend time with them today? You know, did you teach them something? And um, you have to, you know, really remember that this family that you created, unless you nurture your marriage, your, 
everything else is going to fall apart. You know, what good is a, a a very happy, special child if their parents are miserable together? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you just really have to try to find those moments, you know, to figure out something to do, try to do something different, you know, mm-hmm. find that restaurant that you've never been to or, uh, you know, spend a little extra money on that concert you guys want to go to mm-hmm. or um, you know say you, you know the kids go to bed at 7 o'clock tonight so we can watch this movie together or we can watch this TV show together or you know things like that yeah um, it's 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 a lot to juggle um, yeah as, to me as, the kids may not be uh, you know the best dressed you know they look alright their clothes will fit <laughs> but you know sometimes they got on mismatched socks and that's okay. And you have to be able to give yourself that grace. Yes. You have to be able to give your partner that grace that, you know, listen, I, I messed up today. Mm-hmm. We'll try again tomorrow. Yep. And, you know, he messed up today. We'll try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's really all yeah. you could do. And try to remember why you why you picked that person to have this life with. Exactly. Well, I, I, sometimes it's not even in the moment. I, I, it's like I remember I liked them. I really do. So let's try to find it again tomorrow. I, I love y'all's mindset, and I, I can't sit here, but I'm, I'm just thinking about New Edition. Can you stand the rain? Listen to you guys talk. Like it, it's a perfect example. It really no, that's me, Vince. Oh, it's Vince and, okay. it, and it's really true because, like what Toya just said, like you have to constantly remind yourself, like. <laughs> Like, I always like to tell people, begin with the end. You're out here Mm -hmm. in the world looking for your spouse, looking for someone to start your life with. A lot of people assume that it's going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. And it's not about finding someone to live with. It's finding someone you can't live without. And I think that's where you really get real with people and real you are with yourself, the more real you can be with your spouse. Some days you're not gonna win. Some days I'm gonna be. Some days are gonna be shit mm-hmm. days, and you just gotta deal with it. All right, it's game on. Some days you're just not gonna win, but like Toya said, you still have to face your kids. You still gotta face your spouse. You still gotta face the people you work with, and you gotta keep it moving because. Luckily, God will provide us with another day, and you don't got to win the day. You got to win the month, you try to win the week, but you may lose some battles day to day, but you keep moving forward. And to be able to bounce your world off to your spouse and vice versa, that's key. Because you guys live two separate different worlds, and you trust him with your stuff, he trusts you with you. And obviously, you guys got eight plus years of committed love and relationship so it's working and to pinpoint a little bit Shavar you know talk to the people about what you do and how your industry is going and some of the new things you're testing out I think um, a conversation we had prior to this you were getting into some hosting as well as some financial advising yeah so um uh, I'm, a, I'm a financial professional who deals primarily in retirement planning. 
And under that umbrella is the 401k guy, the IRA guy, the investments guy, the life insurance so guy. So you're busy right now, too. Pretty much. Everybody's panicking about their finances. That's not true. Okay. It's so on my mind, so I got some <laughs> questions coming. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, so, uh, you know, so, some people are panicking, um, but... You know, if we're talking about the the impact of the corona or the alleged impact of the corona <laughs> on the uh, economy, just um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's not just corona or corona. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because one thing that I remind people about is you know, remember back when swine flu was was yep. the thing, bird yeah. flu, H1N1. And then before that, Hey, hey, remember when anthrax was the thing? Yep. Hey, 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 remember what? So, so all I'm doing here is I'm sometimes I have to remind of the trend that happens Mm -hmm. over time, the ebb and flow over certain brackets of time that happened for some reason. I'm not alluding to any conspiracy here, I'm just alluding to historic trends. Yes. So, what happens, I mean, you name it, <laughs> this time around, call it Corona, when when the economy does what it's in the middle of fluctuating and doing right now. What do we do? So the first thing that I do is just remind of what's been happening over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and that's often a good place to start in those conversations <clears throat> and then from there um, you know help people put things in, in perspective and uh, put them back in their own lane because it's like the it's like the you know presidential election situations or any type of governmental uh, 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 change or influence that, that that occurs is sometimes I the, the reminder is when was the last time you know a government policy impacted your pockets directly and you can go back to your bank statement and your in your career life and you know for a fact it was because this person was in office mm-hmm. over 70 percent of you of, of, of Americans would answer no if they were honest mm-hmm. yep but over 70% of Americans are very enthusiastic and, and emotional when it comes to people who are in office and when policies change. Yep. So, again, it's perspective. Now, I can get as deep into the woods as somebody may have time for, but I, I like to start off by reminding me, you know, what happens and keeping things more general and then narrowing things down to their own world and, and going from there. Um, so, I mean, regarding what I do, um, I mean, I, I sell life insurance, I sell investments, I, I manage portfolios. Um, I'm the guy for that on Instagram, Trevard B. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, it's uh, it's fun. I like it. And I think it's important that we are in an arm's reach of people who do different things. And I think that's what makes again, the community is so successful. Uh, we have a very wide range of careers. 
um, personalities, and we make it work. And I'm forever grateful to have you guys this close. And I love that we have doctors in the room, financial advisors in the room, sports people in the room. We have people who like to do things outdoors. We like people who are home buys. Like Vince is like all over the place. He does wings. He does games. Like, and and I love that. Like he got me playing beer pong. Like I can tell you, the first time <laughs> I've ever played beer pong was with Vince. And so I love that we are all very different, but we all kind of come together at the same time. And you gently mentioned, like, you do a little host that coming along. And what made you want to get into that? You say hosting? Yes. Aren't you? I thought oh, you were like, like events? Or... Yeah, I thought you were like, doing it. I thought you were mentioning that you were getting into doing like event hosting and things of that nature. What, I, what I mentioned is that um, I often do. Um, workshops or I'll speak at events um, for different organizations um, or like a you know like just today I, I, I had scheduled a, um, a group talk with a, a, a group of physicians talking about um, certain things that they're up against in their career mm-hmm. um, so I mean I, I do I do those types of things okay. um, you know, I've, I've done those for years. So that, I really enjoy talking to people and, um, and, and educating people and, and helping people think. Nice. And if, how- if I can uh, interject, this is Andre. I've been on the call, well, the episode the whole time. I just you know, <laughs> been, it's been a lot going on in the world. If uh, some of us have been seeing a lot of people know, Andre. Yeah. This is the real husbands of review. You can let the people know, Dre. Life happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one, my my daughter hadn't gone to sleep, and two, New Jack City was on, and y'all know how that is. The light skin brother from the bank, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Hawkins. This is bigger than Nino Brown. This is big. Um, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. <laughs> Yo, did y'all see? Um, did y'all see? Uh, what's her name? Meg Thee Stallion on uh, first take with that suit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the suit with the um the shoulder pads, like it was the nineties. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I tweeted. I was like, she looked like she about to snitch on Nino Brown right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, jumping in. Um, this is kind of random, but I'm gonna. Bring it back. What's a TED Talk? It's technology education and what's the D? What's the D? I could take that in a, in a, a bad place right now. <laughs> Set up drinks. <laughs> Set up <laughs> um, It's basically uh, a form where you are introducing either something new you're telling a story or you're providing information that will help a large group of people. And I think it's just information sharing. If I'm not, if I'm, if I'm correct. So Shabar, is that something that's something that you would be looking to do? It's not an active pursuit, but should I be um, invited to, to do a TED talk, <laughs> yeah, 
And, and and let me. I want to give some context to my to that statement because it sounded a little like I don't have time for people. Um, <laughs> you know, I I I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a family guy, uh, and with, with a, you know a book of business to manage and, and, and taking on new clients, and um, so I don't go out looking for you know the next speaking engagement aggressively and stuff like that, but. Um, I love TED Talks. Uh, you know, I watch them. I watch them uh, somewhat often, and um, I love them. So I'd, I'd love to, uh, you know, and I have some deliverables for for a TED Talk, but I'm not, you know, that's not something that's like, oh, I gotta do a TED Talk by 2021. No, it's, uh, but if, if 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 that organization or that platform were to reach out to me or somebody were to, you know, want to help me put put something together, then sure. Got it. Because the reason why I mentioned is because I know it's becoming really broad and open to a lot of people. It, at first, it seemed like it was a really exclusive. Like I thought there was only like five TED talks. I didn't realize it was such a broad thing. And then I no, actually no. know someone. It's a, it's a I know someone who who did a TED talk, and like, I know yeah, them personally. Yeah. They were at my wedding and everything. So I'm like, whoa, this is something that everyone can <laughs> dip into. Um, so I, yep. I was thinking maybe that's something that you would. Because uh, if, especially if you in the field that you're in and you like providing information, maybe something that you would do like on a large scale. I I, I would definitely do one. Um, that's not something that I have I have charted out from my my 2020 plan. And um, but uh, yeah, I'm, if, if if after after people hear this podcast and I get you know 500 people saying, "Ooh, should I do a TED talk?" Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do a TED talk. <laughs> um, but it's not it's not a priority at the moment. Got but it. there is interest. Got it. Okay. And you mentioned like how that wasn't part of your 2020 goals. Like, do you and Toya work together on shaping your goals for the year? Or like how does that come about? Do you wait to the end of the year to be like, all right, for 2021, this is the game plan. We're gonna focus on this and we're going to take these trips. We're going to go to these shows. Like, how does that all come into fruition? Um, we, uh, we're a little loose with the goals, you know. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not on a stringent schedule. Uh, I know, well, for me, at least, uh, my goal for a long time was to be a doctor. And once it was to be a doctor, it was to finish residency and get a real big girl job. And so then I did that, and now I'm kind of on a break. And <laughs> <laughs> the goals take a break right now. <laughs> it is, you know, that was it was a lot of work. It was uh, it was a long time coming, and uh, so at this point, I'm my goal for this year is to um, make my house look like a home. And uh, I feel that you know, speak on it, keep speak these on kids it. alive. Um. Uh, I would like to eventually at some part point get another career and then uh, you know at least jointly we have some savings goals and uh, certain things we want to do like you know, I need to get our vision fixed you know I need that LASIK surgery that's been a goal of ours yeah, that wasn't a goal was, that was like literally like you know because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wear contacts the rest of my life or at least you know get a couple of years of a break and uh, you know, have some more fun, do some stuff, okay. go some places, 
and I say some places because that's literally what we say. You know, I'm not really on a. We have to go to here by this time. You know, it's just like let's plan a trip. So, so what she's saying is there are interests that we discuss, um, and then we, uh, you know, sometimes the day before, other times a few weeks <laughs> out, we'll uh, we'll 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 go ahead and. Uh, We'll, we'll buy the tickets or we'll get the thing or we'll uh it, it's 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 not not a lot of goal not, not a goal happening and uh between us both um as a as a, as a unit no yeah <laughs> to raise these children you know we got like 50 11 of them and yep. uh, we just you know, <laughs> try to make it through you know, trying to get them to pee in a, in a toilet. Yeah, we we pee in toilets now. That's that's and, what that's, uh, that's, 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 that's big. big step. You know, that's a huge. That's a huge I, step. I don't know if I've ever been more proud in my life than uh, <laughs> when she comes home with the same underwear on that she left in. It's yeah, that's real. It's <laughs> and I feel very accomplished. And I pat myself on the back, trying to teach her some stuff. That's the main, the main goals right now. That's what's up. And to, to change it up for one quick second, if I will, I know in all of our industries, we get people who are super duper 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 pro-black, excited when they see business professionals that are young and educated. So Toya, since you're the doctor on the show, how often do black people stop you when they know what you do and just tell you how proud they are? Listen, so I'm so I'm so glad you asked that because you know. So I work in Pasco County, and uh, ain't a whole lot of us up there. Yeah, I was just gonna say there are seven black people, and And three of them in your household. Of the of the us that are up there, they don't typically come inside the hospital. I don't know why, but they they don't often show up. That's where people die. I think they at home <laughs> and you know laying down. They're not coming in, so I don't see them too much. But um, when you do, for instance, I had this guy two or three weeks ago. He was in there with COPD, and he was seeing somebody else for like two days. And I came on on a, on for the week, and he was in a room. And I, I just I pulled back the curtain, and he just looked at me. He said, "Who are you?" I said, I'm your doctor. And he said, show you, right? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wow. you, just, you just take a moment to kind of take each other in. You know, I look into your eyes. I look into my eyes. Show sure, right. I'm like, I'm so glad you're here, even though you really shouldn't have to be here. Oh, I'm going to be here. I'm going to beat this. Whatever I got, I'm going to beat this. That doctor black. <laughs> I'm in good hands. God looking out. <laughs> then they usually don't say to anybody about what's going on. They just say, you know, I'm just so proud of you. It gets a lot of that. Like, I'm just so proud of you. That I don't even know you. I'm just so proud of you. And they ask me, like, you know, usually where I'm from. I went to HBCU. They're like, you did. And like, they're so excited. And, you know. And that's how she hears people. And then, but then, no, but then they want to know more details. Then they're like, well, are you married? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you... And I'm like, yes, he's black. And then they're like, oh, okay. They're like, you have kids. It's like, oh my God, that's so great. And that's a for sure right on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we... <laughs> 
And then we spend so much time talking about each other that I'm just like, wait a minute, let's talk about why you're here. You know, but it's it's always great. But then, but the other part, the other side of that coin is they get so excited when they see me that when I walk out the room, it's like this immense pressure. It's like you can't fail the community. Like nothing bad Mm -hmm. can happen to this brother because Mm -hmm. I can't do it. You got to be out of tip top shape. So, you know, you say for yourself, not on my watch. Exactly. I'm like, if you're going to die, you're going to die when I leave, not when I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my (laughs) game. Not not on my watch. watch. (laughs) I've only had one one black patient die since I've been working there, and they were in terrible shape when I got there. They were on the way out? They were, unfortunately. But you know what? So and my- everybody was like, oh, you have to be careful with this family. I never saw these people before. They're like, you have to be careful with this family. They're all really upset. You know, they don't like any of the doctors here. And I'm just like, oh, God. When I show up, it's going to be awful. I'm thinking they're white. I'm like, I'm like they're going to think I'm an idiot. Drop their back. I'm like, this girl don't know what she's doing. But then I show up, it's a room full of black folks. And they're just like, good morning. I'm like, good morning, y'all. Hey, what's going on here? And everybody was very nice to me. The other doctor walked in, they had an attitude. But so, they were nice so, to me. So, <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, the person... You know what? I'm not. Don't, don't even. <laughs> don't even go there. Nah. But no, it's nah. it's a good feeling. Uh, especially when things, you know, everything goes well and they get better. And you can just tell that a lot of, a lot of their anxiety kind of subdues because it feels like there's somebody there that I connect and they're gonna indeed indeed and that's huge like again I know it happens in my industry and I just work in sports <laughs> but when when people come into this you know I work in like a a training facility so it's like a museum and so when people come in there they're all excited and they're juiced up because of the football but then when they see that I'm the one that they're dealing with and they get, oh, how's it going, bro? They want to hug on you. Uh-huh. And, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know so-and-so did such and such. And it's like, so good to see you. And it's like, their fanhood increases the level. Mm-hmm. So I know when you walk out with your white jacket on and you qualified and you got the, <laughs> everything going. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, you <laughs> It's so great. And then the next day they usually come in with, you know, I call my cousin. I I just have to tell her I have a black daughter. She wouldn't believe me. I'm gonna call her. You talk to her. Hold on, let me call her. Let me call her. They're like, Big Bell. I told you. They got you on Skype. Let me Skype you. (laughs) I told you she was black. I'm like, girl, I got a car. I take it to your friends. Show them got my face on it. It it That's what's the black doctor here. That's Funny thing is, my um, my when my daughter was born, the the doctor was a, a black female doctor that delivered mm-hmm. her. We were playing um, Kurt Franklin. Today's a new day. <laughs> That's and right. She was she was singing it like she was the only other than my wife and me and the baby that was in the room. We were the only um, POCs in the room at the time. <laughs> and she knew the words to the song uh, of the Kirk Franklin song so she was reciting the words when she came out of the room her name was Dr. Champion it was just so many 
So many different oh, shut up. It was the champion. Exactly. Yeah. She, was born, champion. she was born wow. a champion. Oh, that's awesome. And you know, Talk. as great as that is, you don't understand how powerful of what you represent. Like, again, now that I'm a father of a little brown girl, and her network includes people that she can see, like her mom, like my wife, she works in dentistry. And for her to see mommy get ready and to be an expert in this topic that's super important, I'm sure your daughter watches you every day, put scrubs on and the things you talk about, like that prepares them for a whole different life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm so thankful again that you guys have allowed us to share this with you and this experience. And I've learned a tremendous amount and I've known Toya since Bethune, so we're going on mm-hmm. damn near fifteen years. <laughs> oh my God, yes, it's it's a uh, it's been a little bit, you know. <laughs> and so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm still useful. Proud. <laughs> I'm so proud to share this experience with all of y'all, and our, all three of our daughters are around this pretty much the same exact age. They're all yeah. two, or will be two this year, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful experience to share that with you guys and I'm, I'm hella grateful for sure it's awesome it's wonderful to have people that look like you that are you know doing things with their lives and breaking stereotypes and owning stuff you know paying bills on time you know doing all the things that you know they say we don't do Wait, y'all pay bills on time? <laughs> on bills yes. or some of the time. You know, <laughs> you know what the greatest thing is? When you're when your bank account gets to the point where you can put stuff on auto pay and you don't have to check it. I got, I got about four of those right now. Yep. I'm working on five. <laughs> that's that's adulting at the highest you level. You know what? <laughs> what I could do that because you know, before you just have to you have to see when it's due and then see what you can do. <laughs> And um, yeah, like talk about, I can't, I, I can't <laughs> right. do that this week. Next week, but you know, that's a that's an adulting checkpoint right there. Yes, <laughs> that's that good life. <laughs> it's a good feeling. That's what's up. That's what's up. And we're pretty much, you know, at our time. Is there anything you guys want to add, or any questions that Vince or Dre you guys want to ask before we let the Brandoms go? Um, I got two quick questions. Uh, first one for Toya. Um, like, what was it that made you want to go into the medical field? Lord, you said a quick question. Okay, so let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little long-winded, if you hadn't noticed. Um, <laughs> so I've always wanted to be a doctor. Um, my grandma uh, lives in Allendale, South Carolina. It's like the poorest county in the entire state. And they have zero resources. And um, we used to go there every summer. And there's no doctor in the town. There's no hospital in the town. Everybody has to go at least an hour away to get to the doctor. So my grandma would be the one to take them to the doctor. She worked for the transportation department. And so we took people to the doctor, you know, five days a week, sometimes six, depending on what was going on. And it just kind of blew my Mm -hmm. mind that all these people that looked like me, couldn't even get to the doctor. Like, you're sick, you gotta wait until you can get an appointment, then you gotta wait till you can get a ride. And then when you get there, you know, you gotta sit and wait and look at people that don't look like you in a, in a town that's so much nicer than yours. And 
um, it made me want to do something. So I told myself a long time ago I want to be a doctor and uh, just stuck with it. Okay, okay. That's an that's an interesting story because like most of the time when I talk to people that, that end up being doctors, it's either, oh, you know, my parents were doctors and, you know, just following in their footsteps or it's like an example kind of like yours where, you know, something happens early in life where you either start noticing that you can mm-hmm. help people or, or you want to make a difference. So, so that's cool to see. And like to give my medical, my medical background, um, I had a couple roommates in college that, that went on to med school. So my senior year, I was pretty much slacking off because I was done with football season and I was going to graduate on time. So they're all taking the med cats. So I took a practice one. I got a 67. <laughs> you, know, studying. you got a what? <laughs> a, a what? <laughs> Listen. Like you said, no no studying at all. That's just you know. me. <laughs> <laughs> what do, what qualifies as passing, Toya? There's no like pass fail. Um it's just the score. And um I don't even know what the threshold is now. I think it was I wanna say it was like in the thirties or forties. Is like what people usually aim for, oh, like really? to get in. And uh, oh, cause my my roommates left. <laughs> no, it's sixty-seven. I mean, depending on when you took it, I know they, the grading is different now. Um, when I took it, thirties was a good, was a decent score. Like if you want to get in, you need to get at least. 70. You know, I didn't get a car, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. And then my other question for, for Shavag, um was getting into these investments. Like, I've been trying to, to do my due diligence and do my research because um, I, I want to get involved in, in, in some sort of investing to, you know, get some money saved up and get involved in different things and get another revenue stream. So I've been trying to research, like, the, these new apps and things like Robinhood and Acorns and anything and everything like that. Like, do you have anyone that you recommend or like, is that a good way to go, or do you recommend recommend going another route? Yeah, a good idea would be to uh, work with a professional like myself who who deals in investments, um, because we can, um, after kind of clearing the air with your intentions on the savings and the investing, that that would actually dictate what platform would be ideal for you, because sometimes. Uh, the websites or the uh, the apps themselves and the summaries of, of, of those uh, platforms, they don't really um, do the best job with making that clear. So when talking to a professional, you know, I, I, I deal in, 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 in trade platforms, uh, brokerage platforms, and also that's, that's how I manage accounts. Um, but the thing is that there's some pretty stark differences between a lot of them. So... Um, Based on how much somebody's trying to save, how frequently they're trying to save, when they're trying to uh, access the money, what the money's being used for, um, you know the the you know going through all those types of uh, questions. That's the best way to land on the right platforms for you. Um, I think it's dangerous 
in today's atmosphere where um, in many ways things are microwave uh, platform, meaning like, you know, set it and forget it, or it's super easy, anybody can do it, stuff like that. Um, one thing I think about mm-hmm. um, the various platforms that are out there today where that's easily accessible is that it, it's exciting people uh, to get involved, which is huge because with involvement, uh, with interest comes, uh, you know, looking at things, doing on reading so you can build acumen. But um, but just like a, a healthcare professional, you know, it's a, you know you can WebMD all day long. Um, but there's definitely value in seeing your 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 family doctor at least once a year. Uh, it's the same thing when it comes to financial products like investments, insurance, and anything else for that matter. Does that answer your question about going too roundabout? Definitely, definitely. Because like like you just said, like you see these apps and everything, and it does make it seem like oh, it's just so simple, so I could sign up today. But like part of why I've been hesitant hesitant to do it because I've been looking at it for the past few months is like I don't want to play with my money. Like I, I take that very seriously. So I, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it the right way. So like I'm I'm definitely gonna have to hit you up on offline to 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 look into this. Yeah, further. And, and it's and as as simple as some of the apps uh, advertised to be, it can be that simple with a financial professional without it being um, more costly. That's definitely possible. Um, and, and one thing regarding the, uh, I guess a slight segue back to, uh, you know, the whole being black in, in the industry that I work in, um, one challenge that, that I come across often is, um, you know, I guess lack of familiarity with, with this profession outside of yes. the insurance outside the of the insurance guy you know that that sells life insurance and auto insurance and 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 always trying to sell you on on some insurance um which has it took me a long time to stop cringing when people called me the insurance guy <laughs> it's like <laughs> no i actually deal with more investments than i do insurance and i just happen to do your life insurance because that's where you were lacking but so like I, I had to like kind of shake that off of me because at the end of the day it's all helpful. But um, at the end of the day, you know, helping people get more familiar with the role that I have, um, you know, our our other ethnicity counterparts, I can attest that there's a difference in familiarity, and it shows in in their economics because there's somebody that does what I do that's trusted. And a lot of them are using the same batch of, of, of those professionals. In our community, that's still a struggle today. Um, we're still on the education front and trying to more, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of, um, yes, maintain interest, grow interest. Um, there's, you know, continue to do that. Uh, just like anything else that's of, that's of uh, utmost importance, like your health. Um, take time to make that investment to, to talk with a professional um, uh, before landing on a, on a commitment. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Definitely, like I said, I'll be getting in touch with you offline on this, but for our listeners, like I said, education is, 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 is huge and just having that 
letting them know that to get the word out there is is a, the first step. And it definitely so. is helpful to, like you said, for both of you, it's more comforting being able to be a person of color and speak to someone of a person of color because if you're not that aware of your finances or your health insurance policies, you want to be able to talk to someone you can build a good rapport and trust with. And there's not that many of us who are working in these industries and a lot of people just aren't familiar with who to reach out to. So you guys provide a tremendous service to your patients, to your clients, and also to the community because I tell my wife all the time, you never know who sees you, whether it's a quick trip to Publix, whether it's getting going to the barbershop, the beauty salon. People view and watch you and they grow a likeness to you because you're warm, you're inviting, and you're kind, and you're a parent, and they see you interact with your kids and your spouse. And that develops a trait that people strive to achieve and accomplish. And I think you both are very tremendous people, so I can't thank you both enough. Dre, you got some closing remarks or some questions you want to ask before we wrap? All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Then we It's all commercial. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Uh, This has definitely been one of our better shows, and I think people really connect and relate to this. And thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules. Parents of two little ones, doctors, financial advisor, the insurance guy. (laughs) (laughs) We're just ordinary people. <laughs> I love you. I love you both. Thank you guys so much and hope you have a good night. You, you too, too, brother. Peace.